Listeners, you're listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about a horror movie, which we will spoil. But first, we will talk about Recently Watched, which we will totally spoil anyway. Uh, <laughs> we thank the Moonrays for giving us that intro creature feature song at the beginning of the show. And you can find their music on Amazon or Apple Music, where you can buy it digitally, or say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon-Rays, and we are not professional critics we're not professional podcasters. We don't get paid for any of this. We're just your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Jolien. You haven't yeah. been cashing the checks? You're getting the checks? <laughs> yeah, I've been getting checks every oh, two sweet, weeks. Sweet, sweet podcast money. 35 cents every two weeks. And Will. Hello. <laughs> so, guys, recently watched. I started it last time. Uh, what did I watch? Not much. I watched a terrible Mexican movie called Octoman. Octoman? Not Octoman. Octa. Octoman. Have you seen this? Oh yeah, Rick Baker. Oh yeah. I think they stole that suit from his garage. Oh, he was he was like a kid back then. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, he oh. would have been right. Man, terrible. <laughs> just a just a terrible movie. Pretty boring is the main yeah. takeaway. The monster looks goofy. I mean, he'd look great if you, you know, I had to as see a it, kid, though. make it. Yeah, exactly. I had to see it. I heard about it. I was like, oh, Octoman. I've heard that. I'll watch it. And then I was just like, sometimes not I, very good. While you're talking about something like this, I want to get the cursory view of it from Wikipedia, if you can trust it at all. <laughs> it says that a clip from this was used in Gremlins. Hmm. Or, I'm sorry, Gremlins 2. Not even oh. Gremlins, Gremlins 2. The new so, batch? Yeah, there's a there's a horror movie television show playing, and it... it, it yeah. And it's called Attack of the Octopus People. Oh. On, the, on, on that movie? Yeah. Or the movie in the movie? Yeah. So how bad is it? Terrible? Pretty, pretty bad. And this, are are the cast all just like past their prime, or were they never really had a prime? Don't know. I can't remember anyone who's in it. The yeah, there's nobody who I know who's in it. Okay, um, Pier, is it Angeli or Angeli? Pier, her name Pierre is. Angeli. Yeah, she was an Italian-born film and television actress, singer, and model. Oh, she wore a lot of hats there. She starred in American, British, and European films throughout her career. Uh, she's pretty. Maybe that's all she needed. Uh, 
Kerwin Matthews? She had eight arms, I believe. That's why they let her in. <laughs> yes. Well, she had four legs, four arms, technically, but Kerwin Matthews uh, was best known for the for playing the titular heroes in the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, right. the Three Worlds of Gulliver, and Jack the Giant Killer. Yeah. Oh, so he was that's past right. his prime. He wasn't Jack the Giant Killer. Jeff Morrow. Uh-huh. Uh huh. American actor educated at Pratt Institute. This uh, on death. Oh, there you go. Okay, got it. So this was made in '71, and it was not a lesbian vampire movie. That's or, why it failed. <laughs> if it was yeah. a lesbian octopus movie, <laughs> <laughs> right? So that's a lot of scissoring. I guess. <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> That's a myth. It is. That's what they say. That's what they want you to believe. <laughs> Sorry. That was a nearly a spit take. Yeah. <laughs> when someone tells you something's a myth, you, you should immediately get suspicious. Isn't a myth just a female moth? <laughs> uh what possessed you to watch this? Um, I had heard about it and it was on. Hmm. That's about all I need. Tubi? What else do you need, Richard? Tubi, yeah. <laughs> right? It's on Tubi and I'm like, mm, I've heard of that. Yeah, why are you being such like a hard crap? ass about it? <laughs> Is it Rick, Rick Baker? Right. You know, I, I love it. to watch crappy films, you know? I know you do. And yeah. um, this looks like it's one of them. Yeah. Like, they didn't even make a good poster. Uh, I mean, the poster's just kind of whatever. It's yeah. trying to be... I can't even tell you what the plot was, and I watched it, like, last week. Yeah, I saw it <clears throat> decades ago. Oh, it sounds like they got it all thought out. A scientific ex- expedition to a remote Mexican fi- fishing village led by Dr. Rick Torres and Susan Lowry uh, discovers unhealthy amounts of radiation in the local water. That's right course radiation they're still using this in 1971 yeah but it was more toxic waste kind of yeah yeah I guess radiation that's true. um scientists return to camp find it abandoned uh octoman returns to the rv but lowry honks the horn to signal for help yeah it just sounds like it wanders around after that yeah pretty much it starts out with some just direction but then it just becomes a Wandering around getting scared by the monster, which wouldn't scare anybody. Maybe if you were the producer of the movie and you saw the costume and were like, we spent how much on that? (laughs) You let a 15-year-old make that? Yeah, how... The hell were you thinking? Yeah. Well, it's too late. We got two days to shoot this turkey. Oh, you have to love this. Um, (laughs) In Google, people also searched for... James Dean. I'm <laughs> like, what? James Dean? He was up for the role in Octoman, but uh, he had died 20 years earlier, so. <laughs> Dri- driving a spider. Driving a spider. Uh, That's like an octopus yeah, from the land. The same sort of li- limb count. Mm-hmm. They yeah. taste the same. Yeah. <laughs> I heard somebody who ate a big tarantula say it tasted just like crab or lobster. Well, yeah. I was like, they're the same thing. Why wouldn't they? It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I've heard about this too. Like, there, yeah. are, there are 
cockroach and a shrimp taste exactly the same in the dark with enough cocktail sauce. Yeah, <laughs> lemon and butter. You'll never know hey, it's a you cockroach. Put anything in butter and it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, butter's <laughs> the best thing ever. And once you've tried it, Jolene, you you were spoiled. You grew up with European butter, but once you've tried butter in Europe and you come back here, you have to really go to great lengths to find some good butter. And I knew this before I ever knew this. So what butter are you buying now? Uh, there was some handmade stuff from Wisconsin that was at Marzix, but oh, okay. you, know, you could buy Kerrygold. That's pretty good. Kerrygold is pretty good. Yeah. But the stuff in France, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Last Tango in Paris quality. <laughs> oh, yeah. I... You went there, didn't you? It was just there it's was, was, on the packaging as yeah. seen in last time <laughs> we were we were in the bon marche and said where do i find that special butter that brand oh right this way they don't even let you get the sentence out of your mouth they he's holding take... up like a half melted stick smiling in the ads <laughs> men like me always use god that this podcast declined quickly yeah <laughs> We can cut all this. Yeah, we're about eight minutes in. That's all right. We're already talking about So, Octoman. Octoman. Yeah, I think I talked about it enough. Recommend. Uh, yes. Does Does the monster do anything stupid? Um, existing? I mean, it's it's a good design, but it's so limited. Like, it's... Two arms work, obviously, because they're people's arms. But then the... the Third and fourth arm just kind of hang out of the armpit of the two movable arms. Oh, just like in the Glenn Danzig movie. <laughs> yeah, and they just hang there, exactly. If and then had been fighting Kamen Rider or somebody, <laughs> I would have been so entertained. <laughs> now, see, yeah, if that had happened, but nothing happens. Like so many movies. Well, the reason I ask if it's any good, or if it does anything stupid... Do I watch anything good? Have I? No. no. Probably not. Um, because... Octopuses are smart. Mm-hmm. And I just wondered, does this one do anything stupid? Is it... <laughs> what, to let down its species? Yeah. It's total let down well, to its species. It is crossed with a man, right? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right there. Yeah, if you're crossing anything with a man, it kind of... Yeah, yeah it can't... boosts the man, but it drags everything else down. <laughs> uh, that was Dr. Moreau's downfall right. there. Yeah, should have crossed him with... should have just kept... Animals. Yeah, sticks it with the mammals. Stay away from the cephalopods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rick Baker would have been pretty young for 1971. Yeah, I don't know how old he was then. I mean, considering that he was in his late teens or early 20s or something when he made this, it looks pretty good. A lot of detail in the suit. Yeah, but they show it, you know, in bright sunlight, mm-hmm. just out. You shouldn't do that. No. I should never see the monster very clearly. Right. Fleeting glimpses. Mm-hmm. Just like Bigfoot. Yep. He knows. Or she yep. knows. That's how you keep up the, you know. So then what did Tubi tell you to watch next? Um, I don't remember. But I believe it had Christopher Lee in it. Well, that could <laughs> be Because he, he turns up in a lot of movies. That could be anything. I've heard of him. Yeah. So the, uh, the howling too. Your sister. They couldn't a get John Carradine. They, they'd call Christopher Lee. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if they couldn't get him, they'd get Peter, Peter Cushing. Cushing. Yep. Cameron Mitchell. Cameron Mitchell. Yep. Yep. I'm sure there's several movies with Cameron Mitchell and John Carradine in them. Lyle Talbot. Yeah, yeah. We can have Hank just call him up, get a bottle of booze ready, and he'll be there. <laughs> uh, he's what? not the consummate professional that John Carradine is, though. No, because you know he's sauced to the gills all the time. But you got to maintain a level. Yeah. So what else? Uh, I think that's about it. That's it. Huh. Yeah, right. I've not been watching much. Mostly rewatching crap, hmm. or you know, putting something on and just letting it play. <laughs> so, Jolien, what about you? Uh, the Losers from 1970, directed by Jack Starrett. Have you heard of this one? No. Some no. people call it the ultimate biker movie. Ooh, no okay. kidding. Uh, five devil's disciples are sent on a mission into Cambodia to rescue a spook. William Smith is their leader because he's in all the biker movies. Uh, Bernie Hamilton from Starsky and Hutch is the captain overseeing them. Uh, They fix up bikes with armor and weapons, so it's kind of like the A-team with consequences. Um, Swearing, Mm -hmm. blood squibs, drugs, sex and racism. Oh. But apart from that, it's like the A-team. Shot in the Philippines, so Vic Diaz turns up. Uh, I bet Tarantino loves this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it's bikers on a on mission. A, yeah. Um, Armored bikers. Yeah. Uh, the Lost Platoon from... Well, this is... Uh, the dates on this are dodgy. Some people say 1991. It's copyrighted 1989. Um, feels like something that was made because Lost Boys been successful Mm. Um, so this is about a team of vampires in Nicaragua versus a commie warlord and his shiny goth mistress Uh, might have been fun but suffers from general blandness Mm. Uh, Puma Man from 1979 you heard of this one? not Puma Man (laughs) oh dear it's bad he's having flashbacks I'm having Puma Man flashbacks no Puma Man no (laughs) (laughs) This is directed by Alberto Di Martino, uh, an American paleontologist in London, told he's Puma Man and eventually puts on the magic belt, which gives him flight and the powers of meditation and astral projection. And an ugly shirt. Also, he gets a brown sweater and a poncho. Uh Uh-huh. He accomplishes nothing. No. Loses his powers, then gets enough of them back for the climax where he beats up 60-year-old Donald Pleasance. Puma Man. I shot him six times. <laughs> so not one of the best superhero movies ever made. No, no. All right. Uh, Sex of the Witch. Sex, 1973. Sex of the Witch. Sex of the Witch. Il Sesso della Strega. So it is a literal translation. Huh. Um, directed by Ilo Pinaccio. 95 minutes of Sex too of the Witch. Too long. Too long. Five minutes too long. <laughs> uh, Camille Keaton's in it. Pre- I spit in your grave. Oh, okay. Uh, She's one of the relatives gathered at the deathbed of the patriarch of the Hilton family. Meanwhile, the servants are having sex in his crypt. His will will leaves them equal shares they will inherit once they turn 30, except for Aunt Evelyn, who hates them all. Murder ensues less than you might expect. Um, 
the body count is two humans and uh, a dog named Twinkie. Oh. As much of the runtime is taken up by softcore cavorting and goldfish molesting. Just over halfway through, we learn that one ancestor named Lord Conan Hilton (laughs) (laughs) discovered a compound which can change human features. Hmm. Hmm. I was picturing the front desk at the Conan Hilton. (laughs) You want room. (laughs) Room will make you cry. You're weeping. Um, Let's see. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse from this year. Uh, enjoyed this half as much as the first one. Have you seen this one yet? I can't watch them. Hundreds of Spidey variants thrown at you in many eye-twisting ways. Maybe the next one will be composed entirely of Easter eggs. Does the <laughs> default Marvel thing of pitting heroes against each other with villains thrown away as comical punch bags? Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people like the animation, but I tried to watch the first one, and the animation just bothered me so much. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is hideous. <laughs> this fake zip tone dots mm-hmm. and just like make it look like an actual comic book if you're going to go that far. Don't make it look like, I don't know, yeah. my computer threw up on <laughs> my comic book collection or something. Uh, Stan, and, I, oh, sorry. I, and I'm tired of Spider-Man and all the Spider-Men <laughs> out there. Spider-Women. Spider-Man. Spider-Punk in this. Yeah. Spider Christ. Uh, okay. Stanley from 1972, directed by William Greffey, who made uh, Sting of Death and Mako. Ooh, Sting of Death. That's a good one. Uh, so the hero of this is named Tim. He's a Seminole uh, Vietnam veteran holed up in the Everglades shack with snakes, including a couple of rattlers he's married named Mabel and Stanley. Various snake-abusing scumbags show up, and eventually he gets to scragging them. Announces itself as an anti-nature abuse film, but we see almost as many snakes killed as humans. Oh. That's a shame. Uh, Visions of Death. Ooh. 1972. Directed by Lee H. Katzen. This is a TV movie starring Monty Markham and Tully Savalas. Hmm. Filmed in Denver. Hmm. Wow. Kojak was in Denver? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a thrill. Watch him treading the streets. Uh, physics professor at CU is clairvoyant and keys into a serial bomber, thus becoming number one suspect and the target of the fiend. Bombs are set at the water treatment site, uh, the mousetrap, and the Capitol. Wow. Uh, with Barbara Anderson, Tim O'Connor, who played Dr. Hewer in Buck Rogers, and uh, Robert DeKey, who played Sergeant Reed in the Robocop series. Hmm. And there they are in Denver, 1972. For non-Denver people, the mousetrap refers to the confluence of a bunch of uh, entanglement of highways. Yeah. Freeways. Yeah. Whatever whatever you want to call them. That's it. That was it. Now, the one I want to talk about first, um, I finally decided with arms crossed and toe tapping to start watching something called the 50 best horror movies you've never seen. Oh, I do you to know, watch anything that's called you've never seen this. Or... Do you know who you're stepping to movie? <laughs> do you? Well, I think not because I've seen most of them. I won't say I've seen all of them, but you're going to tell me things like jaws on there. 
Oh, they had, they had. <laughs> oh, that's so old. No one's seen that. No one's seen that. Yeah. I mean, when a stranger calls was on TV constantly, all the time. It's like, yeah, we understand the call was spoiler. The call was coming from inside the house. Uh, this this documentary, whatever you want to call it, uh, clip show montage documentary, spoils every one of these things on some level. Um, I'll just run these down for you real quick. Stop me if you've not seen one of them. Uh, and you probably have seen it even if you think you haven't. Um, basket Case, When a Stranger Calls, Silent Night, Deadly Night, The Slumber Party Massacre. You with me so far? Uh-huh. Uh, Valentine, I think we watched this for the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Grace, I don't think I've seen. Mm-hmm. This from 2009. The Hunger, duh. Yeah, heard of it. Prophecy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, the Dentist, Food of the Gods. Um, I don't know if I've seen The Dentist. I don't know that I have either, but uh, literally everything else in this list is a m- maybe or a yes. Motel Hell, Wrong Turn, The Fury, April Fool's Day, Humanoids from the Deep, Hatchet, May, Lemora, Child's Tale of the Supernatural. You got me there. Seen that one. Oh, really? Okay. So you're good so far then. They got me on like two so far. Brides of Dracula, The Exorcist 3, for some reason. Burnt Offerings, The Fun House, Halloween 3, The Season of the Witch, Hard Candy, Castle Freak, Hard Feast. Candy, I've not seen. Oh, okay. Uh, Elliot Page, when Elliot was uh, Ellen, is uh, the lead on that one. Slither, Inside, that was a 2000 mo- 2007 movie. I've not seen that one. I haven't either. Um, Tourist Trap. Is that the remake of the uh, the French one or the... Um, don't the original French one. Don't know. Because I've seen the French one. Okay. Uh, it's 2007 in, in, in any event. Tourist Trap with Chuck Connors. Uh-huh. Trilogy of Terror. Splinter. Session 9. Ginger Snaps. Alice Sweet Alice. Visiting Hours. Repulsion from 1965. Alone with Her, 2006. I don't think I know that one. Didn't know that one. Uh, Near Dark. Joshua. I don't know that I one. I don't know that one. 2007. No. I mean, it seems like they're just throwing random so three. movie. Yeah. Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, 73. Uh, I feel like we've probably... Don't Go in the Church. I feel like we've seen it. Uh, audition, duh. Let the Right One In, duh. Reanimator, Wishmaster. Wait, Reanimator? I don't know Re-animator? that one. Reanimator? What is that? Um, is that an old movie? Yeah. Wishmaster, The Descent, Alone in the Dark, 1982. That doesn't ring a it's bell. Martin Landau and a bunch of uh, escapee asylum inmates terrorize a house. Apparently one of them has an axe. Uh, the scene I remember the most is like there's a woman on a bed and they're punching through from the bottom of the bed with a dagger. Oh. With a knife or something. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the top four are Night of The Night of the Hunter... Oh, come on. For fuck's sake, right? Uh, the Beast Within, Pumpkinhead, and Black Christmas. How the fuck? Goddamn. <laughs> Seriously, right? And why is Pumpkinhead right up there with Black Christmas yeah. and Night of the Hunter? Because yeah. it's that good? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I was not wrong to have my arms folded and my toe tapping when it came at me. And then I just shook Come my head. Come at me, bro. Come at me, movie. I was just shaking my head the whole time going, oh, okay, so you got a few obscuros that I've never 
scene and then everything else is like it's just like the 50 worst movies right you know and there's some on there you're like no that's a fantastic movie what are you talking about right dorks um i watched uh reptile this is a 2023 i mean this is brand new uh American crime thriller directed by Grant Singer. This is his uh, directorial debut. Uh, he co-wrote this with Benjamin Brewer and Benicio del Toro, who is the lead in this one. Um, essentially, uh, this is uh, follows the brutal murder of a young real estate agent, and this tough detective comes in to try to uncover the truth, and of course, all kinds of things come to light that you would expect to happen in a movie like this where, you know, the motivations of certain characters are not clear. And then when they become clear, you start to wonder who killed this woman and why. Um, Justin Timberlake is the husband. Reptile. He is the reptile. <laughs> he wears an Octoman suit. Oh, excellent. Sweet. I'm going to see this It's now. brightly lit. Yeah. Uh, he is Will Grady. Uh, He's not married to... He's the boyfriend of the victim, the real estate agent that was killed. Uh, Alicia Silverstone is in this. Um, she plays another reptile. Yeah. <laughs> she does some baking. Yeah, on a rock in the sun. Yeah, this this has a uh, really good cast. And uh, for being a movie that uh, you're not going to like this well, it's 136 minutes long. God damn. But it's one of those long movies that is intriguing the whole time. Even in its quiet moments, there there is there's some stuff that's bothering you in the quiet moments. So it's good. Um, I think this is totally worth seeing. Uh, okay. And I think it's on Netflix. Uh, I think uh, one more I'll mention is I write it down. Yes, reptile. Rep. Tile. Yeah. Like pea gravel. Pea gravel. Yes. Uh, I watched No One Will Save You. I was hoping you'd watch this just because I saw it was about UFOs. Yeah, this is on Hulu. And uh, I feel like this this happened with Censor also. I feel like I need to rewatch part of this because I feel like I don't know what happened here. Uh, This is about a a woman who's living in her childhood home. her mother had died at some point and she inherited the home and there is for some reason she seems to be living as a sort of pariah out in the edge of town and you're not sure why and it does tell you in some flashbacks There's later no shame in being a pariah no not these days <laughs> now this is set this is set in times where yeah um some alien shit starts happening and she seems to be staying a step step put up your umbrella you can avoid that you absolutely could uh but these aliens are using telekinesis tractor beams all the alien tools are being kind of thrown at her she seems to keep escaping from i mean she she, this is a spoiler she pikes one of them in the side of the head uh with a screwdriver or something and uh it's crazy like she escapes. You think she's going to make it, but then it starts looking like they got to everybody else. Real body snatcher vibes to that part of it. But uh, and it's 93 minutes, so if you just not watch the credits, you've got a 90-minute movie, Will. Perfect. All right. 
Um, I like this one. Uh, I don't know um, the director, Brian Duffield. Uh, he he did uh, Love and Monsters, Underwater, mm. and The Babysitter, 2017. Yeah, I've seen The Babysitter. I've seen all three of those. Yeah, I saw The Babysitter. Um, but there's doppelgangers. There's, Ooh. Yeah. So. I like the doppelgangers. No one will save you. What's that one? Yep. Hulu? Hulu, yeah. Uh, I don't want to give away too much about it, but I'm just going to leave it at she does seem to be, for the most of the movie, staying ahead of the aliens actually getting to her. Or I should say she's narrowly escaping the, the aliens getting to her. Um. That's probably enough said about that. It, it looks really good. Uh, you do feel the horror of it all. And I started watching Smile. I have not gotten through it. So next time I'll be able to report more on that. Well, have I you will... seen It Follows? Yeah, same movie. <laughs> yeah, it's the better version of it, Smile. Except for Permagrin. Permagrin? Yeah, you, you've heard of Permagrin, right? No. Oh, that's an old pot smoking term oh okay when you just get that stupid grin and you can't get rid of it yeah we used to call it permagrin permagrin yeah i guess you know it's not as widespread as i thought no i've never heard that phrase you never heard of, you've heard of cotton mouth no okay cotton mouth permagrin no all right Fair no enough. i've heard of cotton mouth it's <laughs> a type of snake it's attracted to the smell of marijuana that's right. You smoke it, it'll come bite you. It comes and tries to bum off of you, like it does, and it never pitches in. Right. It's it's the uh, the basis for the song Five on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I can't say much about Smile. I, I'm I'm no clue. Are, are you lost on this? <laughs> Was it Loonies? Is that the name of the group that did that one? What well, the hell are you talking about? I know the song. Yeah. Okay. But. Uh, Cotton mouth. What oh. does that mean? Oh, oh, it just means your mouth is dry. You smoke a you bunch smoke of weed. It, it makes your mouth all dried out. Some of it does. Some of it, yeah. Yeah, it it affects different people in different ways. But there are some things that you might say. Uh, one type of weed is is a creeper. Uh huh. Which you're like, oh, I, I'm not getting anything off of this. And you're sitting there, dum dum dum, with your stupid friends, and all of a sudden, it hits you like 20 minutes late. I, I like the term couch lock. Couch lock. Yes, because <laughs> you if can't you get smoke up. it, yeah, it, it <laughs> causes couch lock. They say you can't get up. So you haven't heard of permagrin, but you've heard no, of couch lock. I've heard of couch lock because uh, there was a strain called gorilla glue because they would say it would just glue you to the couch. Yeah, and then gorilla glue threatened to sue, so they changed the name to just GG. Right. Like everyone doesn't know what it means. Yeah. No, a, never heard of permagrant. Weird. Okay. That uh, I'm surprised. I should say no, it's not weird at all. It's just surprising to me. That's all I got. All right. Censor. 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 You brought her. Uh, you censor. Yeah. I picked this one. This is a 2021 film about the video nasties. Um. Did you know this going into it? I knew that she was a censor and there was some weird movie she was watching. I heard about it two, three years ago, whenever it came out. 
Mm. Jolien, did you know that going into this, that it was about the video nasties? Yeah, that senses in the early 80s. So. Were you excited yeah. by that, that you got a movie about the video nasties? Uh, well, it was interesting. I was hoping they'd get things right. Did they? Um, uh, well, they, it, this is like a short movie it's like 78 minutes so they're yeah. not going to cover every aspect it's not about the the campaign yeah, no it's not so f- fair enough they're not you know they're only going to allude to things and this is not uh the video nasty campaign was not started by the censors right uh they didn't have much of a part in it actually and and most of the films that got banned were not actually seen oh yeah that's Based you know, mainly it, on the title. Yeah, so in the movie you're watching the censors like, you know, sitting there watching the movies all the way through and discussing context and things. That's not the campaign. Were there yeah. a couple of moments in this movie, am I remembering this right, where they said, well, we don't need to watch this one. We know that this is, this is a no-go. Did that yeah. happen a couple times or no? I'm trying to remember. They say a couple times, like, well, just just ban it. Just... Yeah. Don't even watch. Just ban it. Yeah, it, play, play it safe and ban it. But I really like the the fact that they the censors were sitting around talking about film, mm-hmm. like they they were really into film and you know. Yeah. Thematically, this beheading just doesn't doesn't mm-hmm. fit. You know, <laughs> like a censor would ever even consider that sort of thing. Thematically, this beheading doesn't fit. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were they were supposed to, and I, I imagine some of them actually did. But um, think about you know, context, and that they actually did love movies. True, yeah. But um, you know, dur- during this campaign, they were being weaponized to, mm. you know, for for the purposes of the campaign. Yeah. Yeah, there there's there's something to be said for you know the 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 government um goons basically they load the gun and they want the other people to fire it <laughs> you know it's like oh they said it's terrible our censors told us it's too violent or you know it's too immoral or what have you was this was this a really good example of like trying to legislate morality like just making a morality police situation yeah i don't think anyone thinks that actually works but um it doesn't work but the, the whole idea was like uh they were like uh, there's there's riots going on and things and that was all about like unemployment and yeah inequities and um so they were they wanted and re-elections were c- coming up so they wanted to appear to be the party of law and order so they come up with this thing which looks perfect because you can you're attacking people who can't fight back Mm-hmm. Uh, you're attacking foreign staff. Um, yeah, it's, it's a soft target. It's good headlines. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so they they they'd write conclusions of reports and come up with figures and uh, send out and send material to actual research places. Mm. Didn't matter what the research places came back with. Yeah. Just so they because the conclusions say were already written. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I mentioned a while back, uh, Painkiller. I think uh, it's a Netflix 
limited series about the Sacklers and oxycodone and all that. Mm -hmm. And one of the big studies that, uh, that their, you know, basis of oxycodone and how great it was, was they kept mentioning it was in a journal. Turned out it was a letter to the editor that somebody wrote to like the New York Times and mentioned that study. Didn't say anything about the study, just mentioned <laughs> the title. So they started thinking, oh, it was in the New York Times. Right, right. You know, it's good stuff. It's yes. in the New York Times. One of the, one of the uh, oft-repeated headlines of the, of the day was that, you know, um, this huge percentage of children in Britain were watching horror movies. And uh, if you look at the actual reports, the actual number of children was four. <laughs> Not percent. Just four. four. Not four, four thousand. Watch four horror kids. movies. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It, Those little it, wimps ruined it for the rest yes. of us. It wasn't easily accessible in its time. The the you know the horror movies right. Like oh, it, VCRs were expensive. Yeah. Most households didn't have them. Yeah, I, I yeah my family couldn't afford them until late 80s right Year, yeah. years into it yeah so yeah you wouldn't be able to see these movies legally yeah. at that time yeah when i was in high school yeah video video viewing existed but it was just out of reach in the early 80s when uh when uh the vcr boom started up like britain was one of the lead yeah we're a rainy country. We stay indoors. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, uh, there was no like ratings for video cassettes. Yeah. So for a couple of years, anything came in, and and it was like hugely popular and yeah, it would have been mostly porn. Um, but uh, that's why the VCR took off. Yeah. So. Um, you know, for a couple of years, you could see anything, and then and then the, the ratings thing came in. Like before the Hayes Code, right? Like two, three years there, where anything went. <laughs> um, Will, do you want to give a uh, like a plot rundown for us? Yeah, Enid is a censor uh, living in Britain, and uh, she watches a movie. Uh, called Don't Go in the Church. Um, and it reminds her of something that happened between her and her sister when they were younger. Her sister went missing. Um, and Enid holds a bunch of guilt for that because she was with her at the time. And uh, it just keeps getting a little weirder and a little weirder. She meets the director at some point. She gets part in a movie. We get a little side uh, plot where she meets up for dinner with her parents who say they've had the missing sister declared legally dead, mm -hmm. which is very upsetting to her. It seems to send her into a crisis. Yeah. So go on. Sorry. That's about it. <laughs> she meets the director and she ends up getting cast in his next sequel to Don't Go in the Church. Yeah. I think is is that what... She meets the producer at his home. Yeah, she goes and meets the producer who she meets at the censor office. Um, 
And then she goes and finds the information from her unit. Yeah, of uh, where the director where is. shooting his next film. Yeah, and she goes out because they, the producer says that it'll be the star Alice Lee's last film, and Enid thinks Alice Lee looks like her sister. So she may have solved the missing sister question. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. She doesn't like the answer. No, she edits that answer <laughs> yeah. right out. I don't know what the answer was, but... She comes up with her own... Something bad. So she is kind of constructing her, constructing her own reality. Yeah. Yeah. After a certain point. As one character says, people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the whole linchpin of the thing that mm-hmm. got this little talk. I loved how he tried to roll it back onto him. Like, when my mom died, mm-hmm. he was just trying to get a date out of it. Yes. <laughs> it was like... Oh, come on, buddy. <laughs> does this um does this movie successfully uh tackle the the question of uh of uh, exploitation film and horror film being a uh, a problem for society? Does it do, does it address that, do you think, or does it just kind of say, yeah, this stuff exists or existed? I think it was saying as as somebody in the very beginning, one of the news sound bites was that violence is a is an inherent thing in human life. It's or, a trait. Yeah, it's a trait. It's and and to shut that out is is bad. Horror <laughs> movies give you a cathartic release. Yeah, at the end when she's when her. Uh her own version of reality is going you hear on the radio that uh, these video nasties have been banned and crime has disappeared i love that that was so great all crime has been solved everything's fine yes yeah it was great yeah you get little glimpses of something terrible still below the surface right 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 yeah, it's, it's like the way that people were trying to blame Marilyn Manson or video games for the Columbine Massacre. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know if, if they tried to stir Marilyn Manson into that. I think it's that. took the blame for us. Oh, yeah, because they were going for anything sort of Nazi-esque, and it was a German band, so... Yeah, and everyone here in German shouting anything. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, the, yeah, it seems to me like a lot of finger pointing, a lot of blame goes on when there's problems in society, but uh, scary movies can't make you do scary things. If you're going to do scary things, it's because you're a scary person to start with. It might give you ideas of how to do the things, but it's not going to make you do them. That's why people, you know, are a little weirded out by like, horror movie fans and horror movie conventions they think like these are a bunch of disturbed individuals and it's like no what a bunch are of are they wrong <laughs> I, I can't remember doing anything in my conscious mind right but who knows yeah <laughs> i have no idea i may have blocked it all yeah, out i wake up covered in blood whose blood yeah, is this it's happened a couple times i don't question it just clean it up and go about my day <laughs> right <laughs> Try not to think of those things. You wake up naked in the zoo. Yeah, I know. You just go, let me out. Sorry. Terrible misunderstanding. Cover yourself up with some balloons and get back to your apartment. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's funny though that that people do want to blame something or somebody when these are just problems in society. Yeah, you know that you you can't blame them on entertainment. It's just it's not going to stick. It just doesn't make sense. It does not calculate. I don't know. If you'd seen Octoman, you may have been driven to violence. <laughs> Some films have made me want to throw a brick through the TV. Yes. <laughs> but not Octoman. Yeah. I think I've seen plenty of those, too. Uh, so knowing knowing what little we do about the video nasties and Jolien having lived through the era... Uh, could they have set this any other time, any other place? I mean, we wouldn't want to go as far back as the Hayes Code, but could this just be some MPAA yeah. office people? It doesn't need to be. Oh, you get you you got cycles of this these sort of campaigns every few years. Like immediately before the video nasty one was an anti comics one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then before that, it, the term comes from book nasty. Okay. Directed horror novels, so starting with uh, James Herbert's novels, were called book nasties by the Daily Mail. Hmm. <clears throat> um, In the Daily Mail, we all know it's a reputable paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fear mongering. That's probably caused more violence than any other. Thing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you can go back as far as the history of movies uh, campaigns. As campaigns led to the Hayes Code. Yeah, and yeah, the, the comics thing in the fifties. I'm sure somebody was against plays at some point. Oh yeah, uh, Penny Dreadfuls. Oh yeah, all of that. Pardon me. Yeah, yeah, you can you can go back to like newspaper reports of Penny Dreadfuls, and those headlines are almost exactly the same. Like uh, youth is being corrupted. There's no declining morals of Britain. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Books will be the downfall of us all. Yeah, I mean, the upper class terrified of uh, the lower class being educated. So there were, uh, yeah, there was campaigns against uh, having working class learning to read. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing, printing the Bible in English. Yeah. was a big thing, you know. Which, seeing how people have interpreted the Bible on their own, <laughs> I think maybe the church was right to keep it in Latin <laughs> and keep no one to read it, you know. <laughs> went, went no wrong. <laughs> So atmospheric, uh, the uh, the atmospheric uh, traits of this movie, the it just it, I felt like uh, they gave you claustrophobia when you needed it, like uh, you know when they're working in these little rooms, these little screening rooms, and these little offices. Everything felt kind of dingy and mm-hmm. kind of cramped, clo- yeah. cramped, closed in. Uh, the wardrobe was mostly kind of dull and drab. You kind of got that whole sense. Maybe that's just what England was like. It's, it's Britain. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had that brief moment in the mid '60s <laughs> when you were colorful. We went back to black and white. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, right back. It was an experiment that just didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> when when you get rain down, all the colors run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I felt like the uh, atmospheric aspects of this really did work. You know, and 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 you get to that shift from the kind of drab workaday claustrophobia like there's a little building tension about what's going on with these movies and then all of a sudden our main character ends up going you know pursuing 
the people making the movies and actually getting cast in the movie. And then it just sort of goes off the rails. And yeah, and the color comes in and the yeah. aspect ratios play about. Yeah. I love the color. Oh, it's it, great. Yeah, it gets pretty crazy vivid. And, you know, even in the dark scenes, you get like that almost uh, Argento sort of lighting happening. Yeah, you get like a nice red and a green. And yeah. How, blue. How, how would you pronounce the uh, name of the actor? I have. It's an Irish name. Uh, uh, it's N-I-A-M-H-A-L-G-A-R. I wonder if it's uh, Neam. Neam? Like Liam? Hmm. Maybe it's Neam. Yeah, that's a good question. You're Irish. <laughs> yeah, I'm as Irish as Lucky Charms, but uh, but I yeah I mean you know we we all grew up knowing speaking Gaelic. <laughs> well, we all we all knew somebody with, Chicago with with the uh, yeah traditional names, but we, we, you know you knew one or two people that had really like Shaban kind of traditional mm. names or whatever. But for the most part, it was you know the more run of the mill names. But uh, uh, the first time I saw Sinead O'Connor's name in print, I was like, how do you even say that? You know, I, I didn't know any Sinead's. Sinead? Sinead? Sinead. That's yeah. probably it. It sounds <laughs> like a real name. Sinead. And I mean, you, you knew someone named Shaban, but you never saw it spelled. And you're like, Seobahan? I couldn't figure that out the first time I saw that. Sebo hand, yeah. <laughs> right. I never heard that name. Yeah, but I think this is They're like Siobhan. I'm like Siobhan? I've heard Siobhan. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would I would guess it's Neum, but that's that's me guessing. Yeah. Yeah, being South Side Irish from Chicago, fuck. <laughs> I got I got a little for you. <laughs> I could tell you horror stories of the Southside Irish Parade mm, <laughs> and yeah. why, why they banned it for a few years. <laughs> and who thought it was a good idea to bring it back? Anyway, she's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I thought a movie about a censor, I'm going to start off being sort of antipathetic towards them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, she does a good job evoking sympathy. Yeah. I thought she was really good. Yeah. Um, good in scenes where there was no dialogue, like, mm-hmm. you know, even tiny little things like reading the guy's paper on the tube. And then when she notices he's looking at her, she turns and I don't know, something about it seemed, it was just nice little details like that, yeah. you know. When she goes into the, uh, the video rental place and she's having to talk the guy into giving her some of the band movies mm-hmm. and, you know, she's having to switch from being this this the character you normally see into this yeah this timid oh i'm a horror fan too yeah i've seen don't go in the church (laughs) and they make that short that joke that we've made that like they keep telling us not to go places right there's nowhere left we (laughs) yeah we're gonna run out places to go yeah these movies that boss you around yeah let's scare jessica to death don't go park hey look i got other plans man these movies are all trying to tell me what to do um yeah i I was uh expecting there to be like a big breakdown and uh and for enid to just sort of uh finally just like end up sobbing and 
realizing that things aren't what she thought they were. But no, she starts swinging an axe instead. Uh, yeah. Was the big guy real or CG? No, he, he, uh, he was real. He's an actor named Guillaume Delaney. He was in uh, Victor Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was... Uh, Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, he looked he looked fake. He was big and scary. The beast man. The beast man, yes. Uh, I, I was wondering, because like, uh, this is directed by a woman, Prano Bailey Bond. Oh, okay. I wondered how this would play if this was directed by a man. It was exactly the same, but knowing it was directed by a man, and so you've got Enid, she's single, and her only fantasy man is the Beast Man, whom she eventually kills. Yeah. Uh, this would play really differently if you knew it was directed by a man instead of a woman. Hmm. Yeah. Does it make any difference that the director is Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they kind of their own culture? Yeah. Yeah, she, she'd be uh, much nicer to listen to. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was a question that's got almost nothing to do with the actual plot. <clears throat> but regional dialects in, in uh, Britain, does it, uh, in casting, does it ever bother anyone that, like, say, the... The uh, the kid of the couple that have such and such dialect don't match. Like mm. the kids from Birmingham, they're from you know Leeds or something. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I think they went quite soft with the accents in this one because it's like uh, it's like Welsh border area mm-hmm. uh, where it's filmed, but it's actually set in London. So yeah, I think they toned down the regional accents. Kumaru. Yeah. yeah yeah i wonder how hard that would be you know like i think an american actor can can hear regional accents and try to sort of portray them in, in, in their you know with some coaching probably would be better but like i can he- just play dick van dyke from <laughs> mary poppins over and over and oh, over blimey, and then you mary. Get, blimey core <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, Governor. like, like if, if we hear somebody from Pittsburgh, even if we don't know it's Pittsburgh, we know they're talking different than yeah. know, someone with less of a regional dialect or, you know, barely detectable regional dialect or a different regional dialect. Now, yeah. We can hear it. I imagine, you know, Brits can hear it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, they talk about it, you know. they It's often referenced like town in to things town. as yeah. town to town. They've all got a little bit different dialect. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our tour guide on the Jack the Ripper tour was talking about how somebody disemboweled and, and had frown. <laughs> his yeah, THs were pronounced F's. East London. Yeah, yeah. he was an East, East End guy. Yeah, the, the entrails were frown over the shoulder. <laughs> I'm like, wow, how rude to have frown them about. Frown? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... So, you hear, you know, yeah, you compare that to someone who's, you know, from the north. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can hear the poshos versus the working class. Uh-huh. Right? You can always tell. Yeah, I, I can probably distinguish Yorkshire, Lancashire, but people from those places could distinguish West Yorkshire from 
Yeah. That was where in Yorkshire, you get really specific. <laughs> it's a lot of hair splitting at that point, isn't mm-hmm. it? Oh, you were from two blocks over, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't associate with you yeah, two get out block of here. over people. What are you doing over here? <laughs> <laughs> I came over to buy the meat pies. Yeah. I think is what happened. They were thrown together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this doesn't make a lot of commentary about exploitation film. It just kind of uses it as a gimmick, right? I mean, sort of, yeah. Well, her her starting point was um, she was watching a documentary about video nasties because there's been several recently, and uh, it just occurred to her like like it did to us back in the day. Um, here you have a group of people who are saying we can watch these things but if you oiks if you yeah. working class people watch these things it'll, it'll break your mind yeah yeah. but it's fine for us so her starting point was well what if what they if they think the mind altering power of films is actually true and uh, what if it happened to them yeah so, pretty good starting point. Yeah, yeah. and she also plays. Uh, you know, you know, there's like clips, and there's during the credits a lot of them are from actual mm-hmm. films that are on the list. Um, she uh, and some of it's from her earlier short film called Nasty. Ah, and uh, she plays the bloodied woman. Okay. Hmm. So uh, I wonder if Nasty's any good. Yeah, I wasn't able to find it. It's like uh, one of the short films, so it's not emerged from the circuits, festivals and things. I've not been able to find it. Because as you said, this is pretty short itself. Yeah, 78 78 minutes. minutes. Plus credits. Yeah, festival shorts. One one reel. (laughs) Yeah, festival shorts and student, you know, like early efforts or, you know, student work or short films that didn't make it to festival. These are things that, yeah, might be hard to see. Yeah. Did you recognize the films? I I, I recognize a few of them. Some is obvious. <clears throat> yeah. 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 There, yeah, there were a few I recognized, a few I didn't, but I could tell, at least I thought I could tell that they were authentically <clears throat> actual video nasty movies. Yeah, yeah. So most of them are. So some, some of them are from uh, Nasty, and uh, one of them is from this uh, Grindhouse sort of fake trailer thing called Sendo Senshi. Mm, okay. Um, but... Yeah, you've got Driller Killer, mm. Nightmares in a Damaged Brain, Pieces. Yep. Mm-hmm. You've got The Kid with the Axe. Yep. Frightmare, which is a Peter Walker. That's a British horror movie. Right. Um, Frozen Scream. Oh, that's, that's not a good one. That's the one with the hypodermic scene they show. Yeah, in into his eye. Clip of. They talk about how you don't actually see it go in. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's the very last shot of the film. Yeah. So the hypodermic comes towards his eye and then it, and this like red gets splashed across the screen, so that that was made in '75. Yeah, <laughs> and it didn't come out until it came out on video cassette in the UK, and went onto the suspect list. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that one until a couple of years ago. And then another one was Soul Tangler, which was actually made in '87. Hmm. After this movie takes place. Yeah. I don't know when this movie's supposed to take place. 84? 84, 85, yeah. Yeah. That's what I guessed. I didn't... I think they show the date on something, but I couldn't read it from... Yeah, most of this campaign occurred in 
84 because those people have no sense of irony. Yeah. yeah in the uh, plot description, it <laughs> None says, at all. In the plot Maybe description, it says really 85. they have a really wonderful sense of irony, and they were yeah. like, 84 is coming up. Right. <laughs> exactly. What do we got? What do you got? I got this whole plan about video nasties. All right, let's hear it. It sounds good. Yeah, let's make it more Orwellian. I say we rewrite the newspapers. Right. Yeah, yeah, let's do that, too. Right. Yeah, the uh, plot description says it is 1985 that this is, you know, the, the time this is set in. Um, Back to the Future, Rambo 2. What yeah. else came out in 85? 85, God. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I don't know. Was that 85? I don't know. It was all right around there. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah. It, it was smack dab in the crappy 80s. Return of the Living Dead. There you go. That's yeah. Uh, did you guys like the um, the award impaling the director through, through the through the skull and out the mouth? Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, we've seen that gag done a few times, mm-hmm. but this one it was meant to be kind of poetic, and, uh, and she she like uh, just gets up and goes, "Oh, let myself out." <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. See ya. She's like, "Thanks for the whiskey." Well, then that happened. <laughs> um, People falling on things in horror movies seems to be really fatal. Yeah. Instead of just really hurting. Like, fuck, I fell on that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like it can't just gouge you and hurt. It has to, like, go all the way through and come Yeah, out. people are made of foam rubber or something. <laughs> <Right>. Cake. <laughs> people. Because knives just slide right into people. Like, I mean... Maybe they do. I've never stabbed anyone, but it seems like there's no force behind any of it. Yeah. Um, as far as where the as far as where the movie goes at the end, um, were you were you happy with it? Taking the dark turns and then yeah, yeah, and then was it all just a movie? <laughs> where she picks up a video cassette with the and the photo in the front is almost exactly the same as the her dream family scene yeah. at the end with the mm-hmm. rainbow over the yes that's right yes cottage yes i don't remember what was that movie called everything's okay in the end something or something like, like that, like that. <laughs> yeah so it seems like she's on a movie set and completely loses it at least it seems that way to everyone around her so we're guessing as the audience that we're seeing her completely losing it mm-hmm. uh she kills the giant guy and she ends up kidnapping the one that looks like her sister and she uh, kills the director. Kills the director. Um, and uh, then at the end, was it all just a movie? Because they well, kind of... Well, she's she's censoring herself. Oh, is, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Cause she's, yeah, she's rewritten the past. Now it's a happy movie. Okay. Yeah, because you know, we, get, we get all this business where, you know, you, you previously mentioned how she hears on... The radio or the TV, I think it was the car radio, that, uh, you know, all crime is gone and unemployment's done away with. And mm-hmm. Everything's happy. Everything's great. Yeah. Because so. these movies, they got rid of them. Yeah. So it, br- it brings her psychotic episode back into focus. With her uh, little uh, audition before she's cast when he's asking her questions and you're like is this real or is this fake 
there's a great Mr. Show bit that's like that. The guy like, comes in for an audition. He's like, they're like he's like, I'm, a, I'm an audition. It's uh, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, can I use this chair? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, no, this is the bit. Please be quiet. Can I use this chair? And they don't say anything. Can I use this chair? Come on, guys. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. They're like, yes, you can use it. Damn it, no. It's all the bit. Quit interrupting. <laughs> and that's what I thought when, you know, she's answering these things. Like, you killed her and whatnot. It's like, okay, use that. He doesn't really know what's going on with her. I like the intensity, though. Yeah. <laughs> right? Faster, um, more intense. But are you okay with this kind of an ending? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like this ending better than than the one from last week's movie. Yeah. Well, obviously, but... It it it's kind of adjacent to the. It was all just a dream. Yeah, well, we're now in her dream. Sort of. Well, yeah, I guess. It's not that so much like nothing in the movie happened. It's more like this stuff happened. Yeah. And it, then at the end is the dream. Okay. So it's not it, the we've the, the answers what you know what her her childhood trauma. We've got a pretty good idea of what actually happened. Yeah. She she killed your sister for some reason, somehow. So the whole thing being just a movie is sort of her mental wraparound. Yeah, yeah. She rewrote she re edited her life. Okay. To be the happy family. Okay. Even though underneath that trauma still exists. Oh yeah, when they cut back and forth between the family like all grinning like idiots and then looking all screaming, dark and yeah. screaming, yeah. Yeah, that made sense, but uh, yeah, I thought it was fairly successful, you know, for sort of minor horror movie. Yeah, it's it it's it wasn't it's, the best thing I've ever seen, but I enjoyed it. I thought it looked good. I think this will gain an audience. I mean, it's been out for a couple of years, right? So yeah, I think it'll gain an audience. Maybe I, I don't know. I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, this is something I hadn't heard of. Yeah, and you picked it, and it's like yeah, it was one of those that I heard of couple years ago like i said and then i happened to see that it was on hulu or something yeah i was like oh save that yeah it uh it it did what uh bigger budget movies didn't do and that was to just keep your interest and gross you out a few times and (laughs) surprise you a few times yeah there are bigger movies that never surprise you and never gross you out and never intrigue you (laughs) sadly yeah it's like obviously money doesn't do that you know thoughtful writing does that good production good acting does that but uh julian what did you think as far as the whole package of this thing uh well i felt because so much of it was done in close-up and kind of drab mm-hmm. interiors it uh which i'm not complaining but uh felt like i was watching something made for tv i could see that yeah rather than a big yeah experience especially uh yeah i'd say most of the movie until the very end when it gets very colorful and Mm. even then yeah it's still kind of flat i can see that yeah yeah um yeah i I really like the soundtrack on this i thought it was a good soundtrack yeah um yeah i don't know if that adds anything to it but i enjoyed the soundtrack there was a 1995 Swedish film called Evil Ed. Have you heard of that one? No. Originally called The Censor. 
Oh, okay. Uh, same sort of thing. You've got, a, I think it's an editor in that case. He goes oh. crazy. And then there is a Bavarian sound studio, which is quite similar to this one. Mm, yes, I've heard of that one. I've not seen that. Yeah, his, his grip on reality slides off. So. Hmm. That's probably worth a look then. Yeah, it's got yeah. a soundtrack by uh, Broadcast. Oh, okay. Check it out. Yeah. Um, well, for for all the difference it makes uh, on the... Um, and, we, and again, we know Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregator and it's not an actual rating. Aggravator. It's an aggravator as well. Uh, uh, but it is... Uh, uh, sensor it gets an approval rating of 89% based on the reviews of 149 critics. For some reason, 7.30 out of 10 equals 89%. This confounds me every time. You should look up how they... How they arrive how at they, that. Yeah. Where does it lie on the most terrifying films of all time, though? Oh, well... Uh, 89. 89. I was, I was going to say, this should be number one compared to some of the other stuff. <laughs> like, 90s, maybe. Somewhere yeah. in the 90s. This has got to be a solid, like, 60 places ahead of uh, Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is much scarier. Uh, anything else about the movie before we do the recommends? My favorite line was, it's like rat brothel all over again. <laughs> yes, that was great. <laughs> uh, rat brothel. Please tell, me, says that. please tell me that's made up. That is made up. Okay, because I'm trying to imagine like who who would get that all the way through and get there's, it made. There's probably a band called Rat Brothel right now. Probably. Um, yeah. I hope so. If there wasn't before the movie, there yeah. is now. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it's Night of the Rats or whatever the rats, but in a brothel. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of talking and boredom till the end that makes no sense. Hmm. The, the horrors are all presented as rats. Yeah. <laughs> Man-sized rats. So recommend? Yep. Yeah? Will? Yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, well, I think it was a good pick. I recommend yeah. it as well. I think it's got a lot going on. It's... Times, if I have a little quibble, it feels a tad too on the nose at times. Yes. A little like the Beast Man. I didn't really care for the Beast Man because he felt too shoehorned in. Yeah, well, too much of a of a direct representation of man's propensity for violence. Okay, man's, you know violent side or something okay and you know he comes up and's like you know i love you or whatever she was embracing the violence inherent in being a person yeah <laughs> a little bit like yeah yeah we get it movie yeah it's you're better when you're a little ambiguous yeah you can be subtle you could be ambiguous it works yeah. um yeah i recommend this too i think it's uh, yeah I think it was interesting. I'd say I'd rate it, you know, B minus. There you go. So um, about an eighty nine percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> B minus would be lower eighties. Yeah, I give it a seventy three percent, which is <laughs> which is an A, right? By way of a C. Seven what? point seven point three out of ten is eighty nine percent. In case you wondered. <laughs> the math works. Sure it does. Checks out. All right. As far as my math skills go. Excellent. They're pretty bad. All right. Well, shall we call it a show? It's a show. It's a show. Listeners, thank you for listening. Stay out of the countryside where they're filming weird movies. <laughs> <laughs>